Hi, and welcome back to the Self-Management Podcast by Soft and Centered. I am your host, Jay, and this is an episode of Articles I Love. So this is basically a segment where I share and respond to articles written by scholars, field experts, or really just insightful people that have helped me think about a problem in a different way, uh, provided research back understanding of myself and the world, or just spoke to a truth that comforted or inspired me and I felt, you know, could do the same for others and really wanted to share. Um, There's a lot of content and news out there and quite a bit is created to make you fearful or unproductively distracted or spend money on things that ultimately do not bring you closer to inner satisfaction or your highest goals, whatever they may be. So my goal here is to highlight research and writing that's constructive, thoughtful, aims for the truth, and is designed to help us enjoy life, enjoy others, and meet challenges we face in life more successfully. This isn't meant to be in the place of professional mental health, and I always encourage you to seek it, especially in times of crisis, um, but these are great launching points and things to think about and discuss. This article is one of my favorites and one that I come back to often. It's called Learn Not to Explain Yourself to Others and Win by John, I want to say his last name is pronounced Kreider. (laughs) I hope so. Anyway, I'm linking everything in the description show notes. So definitely check it out. So most articles, and this is a standard I'm really striving for, but most articles that I feature on this segment, you know, I want to be by really educated professionals and about concepts that have lots of evidence behind them are pretty rigorously um, either tested or at least the thought behind them is pretty well supported, you know, even if it's newer research or theories or things people are putting out. But I also want to sprinkle every so often articles I find that just I really resonate with. You know, that's all to say that usually I go into the author's bio, their background, because it does matter what they have been doing, their level of education, you know, because everyone brings their own point of view, experiences, education into their writing and into the arguments that they're making. Um, So I don't endorse the other writing and beliefs on a site, but I thought this piece in particular was really powerful and I wanted to share. And it feels, you know, the more I read into all of these mental health and psychological books, it feels emotionally true and healthy. Okay, so I'm going to cut this long preamble short. And and I really want to hear from you what you think after reading or listening to this. So who is this article good for? I think that this is the perfect article for people who are traditionally or structurally used to having to answer to someone. So I'm thinking emerging adults. I think it inspires an emotional independence that sometimes we aren't taught at home. It just depends on our family systems. But that is, I think, central to maturing and becoming a fully mature adult human being, which is the goal, right? Like, it's great to grow up. Of course, there's no sense in growing up faster than you have to. But there comes a time, especially I think 20s, especially mid 20s, where I really found this article is an excellent time to start thinking about what does it mean to become a successful adult? How do I define what a successful adult looks like and feels like? Are there skills that I need to build? Are there aspects of myself that I think are there? Are there aspects that are lacking? And it might involve fighting some early childhood conditioning or the circumstances of your home were really controlled. I think this is, again, also really great for groups that I mentioned, you know, are traditionally or structurally used to having to answer to someone. So women, um, and I'm sure there's 
at least a few people who are listening to this right now who are like, oh, so it goes back to women so oppressed, so oppressed, you know, but I mean, (laughs) see things clearly, right? It's not just historically women are oppressed, because I think we can all 100% agree if you've read any sort of history book, if you know anything about history, women have been told, and this is something that you internalize, you know, you are weaker, you are less competent, you belong in roles for weaker, less competent adults. And of course that you absorb that, unless you happen to be particularly strong-willed or raised, you know, by people who fortunately, you know, defied the culture in that way. But you don't even have to go back into history, okay? It's how happening right now. Not even a month ago, the Taliban in Afghanistan barred women from going to the university. You know, I I won't even touch that today because it's going to totally change the tone of this and, and my mood. But that alone should tell you how the climate for women possessing their own minds and thoughts and ideas and really coming into their own and being given the resources and the cultural and societal permission to become the fullest version of themselves and develop their capacities, which by the way, helps whatever society they're in. We're all helped when the maximum number of people are, you know, encouraged and supported. (sighs) So if you are a woman listening to this podcast, I really invite you to, if you haven't already, deeply reflect on whether you have absorbed and internalized and demonstrate through your behaviors and how you present yourself to others and move in the world that you do, even as a full adult person, um, have to answer to other people automatically, that you must defer, that being agreeable is the most important thing that you can be in most situations, even if your better judgment says otherwise, things like that. So I think it's great for emerging adults who are trying to find themselves. I think it's great for women of all ages, especially the more restrictive and, you know, patriarchal that your background was. And, you know, he touches on this in the article, but also if you have had or struggle currently with low self-esteem and you'll see as he explains and makes a pretty good argument for why that may make you feel like you owe everybody an explanation and just being generally hesitant about presenting yourself or feeling like you belong in the world and that you have the right to express ideas. That's who I'd say would benefit most from this. Otherwise, you might, you know, go through this article and it won't resonate. You're like, yeah, of course. Like, duh. Like, <laughs> this if this is already part of your, like, programming, how you move through the world, that's great. And so this might be not for you. But those are the groups that I think would benefit the most. Something I love about this article and his writing is that he has used the absolute minimum number of words you need to get the point across. It is so accessible and his thesis is just up top right away just boom i mean i'm in love with his first sentence he starts right off the top there is no need to explain yourself to others that's it you know and it seems really obvious at first and you know maybe it is to some people but like i said if you're you know when i read this if you're an emerging adult if you came from a pretty controlling background where it wasn't the norm for you to be able to do what you want, think what you want as you pleased. If you come from a more tightly controlled society, 
There are things that we can understand are true on an intellectual level, you know, but as he goes into it, you know, I definitely recommend that you read the article all the way through. It's different than emotionally internalizing it and then it being reflected in how you live day to day. You know, it actually changing things about how you go about your life and how you approach life. Um, And, you know, when I reflected, this piece caught me in a time where I really needed this reminder, you know, and I and I was able to then access more memories and moments where I felt obligated to explain my life decisions, choices unnecessarily to others and to people maybe who I wasn't even that close to. So yeah, in just one line, he states his argument, there is no need to explain yourself to others. And the rest of the article is really just him breaking down the reasons that this is a true and important thing to keep in mind if you're going to make the most of your life, which is the central theme of all of the things covered in this podcast, right? That's what we're building and working up to and developing the skills to do. He has another line. It's the start of the second paragraph where he says, don't let others intimidate you into having to explain yourself to them. And he does a good job of pointing out that people are naturally nosy, you know, and again, with these articles, it's easy to point fingers and think about times where other people have done something that has stunted your emotional growth or harmed you or but we also do those things. It's harder to catch and we rationalize and justify it to ourselves because it can make us feel bad to self reflect and see the ways that we've been falling short or not behaving in the best ways or hurt others. But I think that is really the best use of this. Yes, to reflect, you know, on the other people in your life, but really it's to focus on yourself and the internal growth because you're really the person that you can change. Um, You can talk to other people about their behaviors, you know, and you should, the communication is a great thing, but that's still you, right? Like you are the one communicating, you are the one making decisions and you are the only person that you can change. I think he does a really good job then of not making you mad or resentful of these other people who question you, who go after this information, who quote unquote intimidate you or make you feel obligated to explain your decisions, the things that you're doing to them. Um, Humans are naturally like this. You know, some definitely more than others and some more aggressively than others. Even you have gotten into business that, you know, isn't yours. So yes, obviously it's a problem if you're surrounded by or certain things that you do attract or signal to other people that you're easy to control. And so controlling people tend to gravitate towards you because you bend easier than most others. Um, But, you know, humans are also naturally nosy and there are times you've poked and prodded into other people's business if you're going to be honest with yourself. And he also mentions, you know, some of it is just is well-intentioned. People want to know what you're doing so that they can help you. But sometimes that help is just interference or unsolicited advice, which we all hate to receive, but plenty of times have just given. So he's like, expect people will do this. And so he has like, you know, strategy for preventing them from unintentionally harming your efforts or your thinking and basically inspiring you to discipline yourself to go after what you want, what you think is right, to train the way you want to train and not feel this obligation to explain yourself to others. And he does mention, you know, many of the things that make us more or less likely to do it. And, you know, low self-esteem comes up. 
I often did feel like if I didn't tell people what I was doing, I was quote unquote hiding something. That's why I absolutely love this line. It's later on in the article and it says, to do this, you have to get over the perceived obligation to explain yourself. Perceive. Again, something beautiful about this article is that it really is focusing on what you personally can do. Other people are gonna do what other people do because of their personality, because they're human, because of whatever reasons, it doesn't actually matter. What's important is what you feel and how you're able to manage your own experience and how you're able to tolerate the unpleasant consequences that come with denying what people want. If it's not going to help you and you feel it is unwanted, unwarranted, right? (laughs) People don't love being told no. (laughs) Who does? And, And the reason I love that is the word perceived because that's what it is. Perceived obligation. It's only perceived. You always get to decide the level of information and trust you put in other people. And you can also, and this is something I had to learn, you can give it out little by little. It takes a second to know who a person is and whether or not they're trustworthy. And you can also walk it back if you recognize untrustworthy behavior, something happens, but it it is, he's returning, he's reminding you that the power is still with you and returning it to you, which can be hard to remember. Again, if you grew up in a more controlled environment where you you weren't allowed any privacy or, or explanations were demanded for everything or everything was questioned and, you know, maybe total obedience was demanded. Maybe if the larger community was like that, the larger society was like that, whether you just have low self-esteem and feel like you are beneath others and, you know, others can tell you what to do. You know, I think this is also really great for people who make big, bold choices. I love just doing big creative projects like many people. And when you do big creative projects or make big career changes or are just generally ambitious in the things that you pursue or just test out if this is you and you love making big, bold choices, it will naturally invite questions, opinions, you know, unsolicited advice, help, some constructive and helpful and maybe useful, some not, um, but it is up to you. you. You can decide and that's big. Again, there's a reason there's a whole section on my blog and that I put here dedicated to decision-making because that's how you construct a life. Um, but ultimately it is up to you and whether or not other people think your judgment is good or bad, um, at the end of the day, you are the one making the decisions. I hope that, you know, your aim is to make good, healthy, constructive decisions that help you and your community and that make the world a better place. But at the end of the day, you're the one who has to live with it and execute. And that's what matters. And that's where your focus should be. So yeah, I love this article because it speaks to an emotional truth. It's different than the others, which are much more academic, which I think is important, right? We love science here. We love rigor. We love research-backed things. But there are also just articles that move you or speak to an emotional truth. Um, Hopefully this is true for you. Please let me know what you think. Um, Another reason I love this article is it's short, simple, and powerful. He states the issue, why it's an issue, and, you know, the emotional core and how you can overcome it so that you can live the life that you design as best as you can. So yeah, look for the link in the description. Please read it and let me know what you think. 
Again, I love a good discussion and I can't hear you right now, but I will read anything that you send or respond with. So I hope to hear from you about what you thought about this episode and what you want to hear more of in the future too. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe to the podcast to stay on top of the weekly uploads. Scroll down to the show notes in the description of this episode for a link to the blog softncentered.com and to get onto the bi-weekly newsletter so you're the first to know about new posts, releases, and other updates. Please, please take just a few minutes right now to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening. The feedback and support means a lot to me and I love hearing from you. Feel free to email me at softandcentered at gmail.com as well or on any of my socials at softandcentered on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Thank you again and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.